pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 316. Today I'm going to chat with Joe Dahl from Desk Pop, discuss California's mag ban being ruled unconstitutional again, highlight the Tech 47 from 21st Tech, and discuss our trip to TriggerCon. I'm your host, Ava Flannell. Joe, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing because this is actually the second time that we recorded it because I started off with something funny and then I thought it was hilarious and then I just got, it, it was like, you know, just silence. And I was like, oh, he's offended already. All right, this might be a record. A few seconds <laughs> in and my guest is already offended. <laughs> you're gonna learn i i don't get offended so i kind of the good news i kind of figured and that's why i was like that's why i liked you immediately all right before we start talking about everything that it is that you do i'm going to take a quick break talk about bsf barrels They just added more barrels to their lineup among the carbon fiber barrels that they offer for bolt guns. They just added new prefit ones for several platforms that are already prefit for the action. So that means you that you don't have to send it off to a gunsmith to have them fitted. They have them for Savage Bolt Actions, Zermit Arms, the Aero Precision Solus and Springfield Armory Waypoint. Each of them have multiple chamber options according to what the platform is compatible with and multiple barrel length options. Check these out, bsfbarrels.com. Don't forget to use the code ELITE15, that's E-L-I-T-E-1-5, all one word, and that's going to get you 15% off your entire order. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. All right, so I'm going to start this off by, should I read the text message that you sent me this morning? Oh, yeah. That yeah, you, you, I can. read I read this and then you kind of ghosted me and you were quiet. And I was like, <laughs> oh, maybe. Okay, so I was, and I actually sent a screen, I posted a screenshot to my Patreon group and I was like, oh, wow, okay, it's going to be a good show. You mentioned something about being autistic, and I was like, are you really autistic? And you said, diagnosed with autism. I literally went to my doctor to try to get Adderall. She sent me to a specialist and decided I was retarded instead. Big waste of time. I didn't even get the Adderall. And then I said, I just LOL'd, which I really did. I actually laughed out loud. And it also kind of made me laugh because I remember back in high school, maybe I was like a junior, a junior in high school. I had this girlfriend, her name was Sarah, and she had, I think she had like HDHD or what is it? Oh, ADHD? Yeah, yes. And so she gave everyone her Adderall. And I remember taking it and, you know, normally- That's a good friend. Yeah, well, okay. But for me, it actually calmed me down. And I was like, oh, I want to learn and listen. And I was just like super calm. And she's like, maybe you do have ADHD too. Cause she's like, this is why I take it. And then I didn't know how to tell my mom like, well, mom, so look, I took Sarah's medication. Okay. And as a result, it made me like want to actually like pay attention. And I think you need to take me to the doctors. <laughs> That's um, funny. That was kind of what I wanted. Cause uh, I just have trouble focusing. So 
Yeah. No, I mean, it makes sense. I think the problem is, though, is like nowadays everybody thinks that their kid has ADHD or, or something and they're all taking pills. And I don't know. I think if you could avoid taking anything, you know, I mean, that's my two cents. As I get older, you got to take care of your body. We only got one. I was, right. I was taking an ungodly amount of nicotine and caffeine at the time. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what I need? <laughs> Adderall pills. <laughs> so it was it was probably a better call to get told that I was actually just um, autistic. Yeah. So yeah, I get it. All right. So let me backtrack for a second. So you have the YouTube channel Desk Pop and you do it with two other guys. And one of the guys you call HR. What's the other guy's name? Uh, Thomas. Thomas. Okay. And basically, I, I'll be honest, like I've, I'd never heard of you before, but you guys just pranked me at TurroCon. And you came up to me and you were like, hey, we're getting all of the influencers autographs and we really want your autograph. <laughs> and I just kind of like laughed and I was just like, yeah, I was like, what? I think I said something like, you don't even know who I am. And, and I did. Yeah, you did. But is that because Dalen told you who I was? No, no. Uh, I've been in the firearms industry a lot. I just haven't been on the other side of the camera. So I actually knew who you were just because you've been in, in the industry for so long. I've at least heard of you and I checked you out. Oh, okay. Well, that makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah. I was like, I was like, okay, before you just try to get an autograph, you know, like you don't even know who I am. And you actually did. And then you were like, yeah, you have the podcast. And and I was like, oh, which podcast? And I kind of like, you know, tested you a little bit. But anyways, it was actually a really funny prank you got all these signatures from all of these like content creators and essentially it was an anti-gun petition, which is hilarious. And so after, you know, and I didn't even know that this video came out, somebody tagged me in it and, or no, somebody didn't tag me in it. Somebody who said that I got one of your followers. They were like, Hey, just found your channel because desk pop posted uh, a prank with you. And I was like, what? And then went over <laughs> there and watched the video and I was like, Oh boy, this makes me look so dumb right now. <laughs> What's interesting is all of everyone signed it. Pew Pew Tactical was mm-hmm. like the first guy and he immediately, he just vibe checked me on the spot and I got super nervous because I was like, is this how they're all going to go? Because he just straight up goes, is this a petition or something? And then reads it. And I was like, oh, game over. This is how the whole thing's going to go. Yeah. Um, but he signed it because he thought it was hilarious too. Yeah. Our thought going in was we could only do it on the first day because no one knows who we are. And it's like the only way we can get away with, you know, kind of fangirling, I guess, on people so that they don't read it and just sign it. Yeah. And then we were like, and we have to post the video immediately. Are they going to be like, what did I sign? It's actually I mean, it's it's a pretty genius idea. Tell me about Desktop and when did you guys start it? Yeah, so Desktop started in August of last year, and it was kind of me starting it. I've always done video stuff. I'm I'm kind of a video guy who turned more like into the firearms industry than a firearms guy who turned into a video guy. Mm-hmm. So I was working at a gun shop at the time, and I've been doing video on the side my for the last ten years. So I've been kind of pushing it, and I was just like something clicked in August of last year where I was like, you know what? I could just make the content that I want to see on YouTube because I'm not seeing it. Um, and uh, thus, Desk Pop was kind of born where uh, it's it's sort of like we were raised on, you know, FPS Russia and uh, the guys who used to just be funny for the mm-hmm. sake of being funny and didn't care about political correctness. Yeah. And I figured, you know, what's the worst that can happen? Right. And so I did it. Hmm, I like it. And then how did you meet Thomas and HR? 
Uh, so Thomas worked at the gun shop and then HR also worked at the gun shop. So uh, mm. both of them were met through just us. We used to build and sell firearms to people on a regular basis. Nice. And do you guys still work at that gun shop? Um, on occasion, I will go in and, and help out, but um, we've all kind of moved on to different things. I do video full time. So nice. Your channel, is it based off of, you know, you pranking people or just being funny or is it just a plethora of different, you know, different uh, topics? So, yeah, the the concept with the channel is we have to be funny first. Um, we always start with, is this funny? Um, if we don't think it's funny, it's not worth posting. Yeah. But the, the end goal is to get people who are not really into firearms, but are our type of people into firearms. Um, so the, the concepts kind of just, it's all gun related, but it has to be funny. Um, and that means that if we decide to go to, um, like we did core vision training and we tricked them into thinking that we had no idea what we were doing and like took a training class on CQB. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just are like, it's gun related, but it's funny. Yeah. And that's kind of our hope. So gun reviews, we, we actually test the guns. We shoot thousands of rounds downrange, um, actually test them. And then we feed you this like garbage uh, video with high production value. That's just a, a bunch of jokes. <laughs> nice. I like it. That would I've actually thought about doing that a few times, like going to a range, acting like I'm not I don't know what I'm doing and see how many guys rush to my, you know, to help me. But oh, I, you have an advantage. You yeah, would, I guarantee you everyone would be like, oh, I'll help you. You know, it would be hilarious if you guys did Clint Smith from, you know, Thunder Ranch. If you took one of his classes, he would probably tear you guys all, like a whole new one. He would kick us out. Yeah, first he day. totally would. If you guys just, <laughs> he would be like, what's wrong with you? You know, it would, that would actually be hilarious. I would totally pay to watch that. Just a heads up, though. So, you know, take it from somebody who has a podcast called Gun Funny. Sometimes you run out of funny ideas or, you know, your show goes in a different direction than you're not funny. But then I kind of think it's still funny because jokes on them, they're expecting something that's funny and it turns out it's actually not funny. And so then that kind of makes me laugh. And I think that that's ultimately all that matters. Oh, definitely. If I if I laugh, <laughs> it's a good video. Like if, if no one else laughs, I'm sitting there cracking up while I'm editing. That's perfect. That's all I want. Yeah. What's like one of your best videos or all time pranks that you've ever pulled? I think the best prank we ever pulled, and I I can say this, but I can't name the name. Mm-hmm. We tricked. So so if you look on our page, we have a Sig Sauer Sig Spear video, mm-hmm. and we were like the first channel to drop a Sig Spear video ever. Um, and and the reason that we got it was we tricked Sig with the assistance of an unknown Sig rep into thinking that that there was going to be a range day with their rifle at a big shooting event. And then we just made a <laughs> shit post video with the uh, Sig Spear and posted that instead. Wow. And they don't know. <laughs> so no one knows like how we got the rifle, but it's like one of the first Sig Spear videos on the internet. And it was us. And it was because we just like, with the assistance of our best friend Sig Rip, mm-hmm. lied to Sig. Yeah, that's hilarious. Do you think that your channel grew quite a bit from posting that video? Um, ironically, uh, we're, we're really small. And so that video for the time did really, really well, but it, uh, overall, um, in terms of growth did not help us a ton. The, the PSA Jackal video actually grew us the most so far. Hmm. Yeah. It's always interesting to see what videos, you know, and then also you'll post sometimes like videos that you're like, Oh, this is going to be it. Everyone's going to want to watch this. This is such that a was great the video. Spew. Yeah. Yeah. And then you don't really get that much interaction. And then it's like something like in my case, like a stupid reel. Like for example, I've been doing uh, cold plunging 
And I just posted it just because I was like, I haven't posted anything in a little while. I'll post this. And like everyone's loving it. And it got a ton of views and a ton of interaction. And I'm not even wearing a bathing suit. I know what you're thinking. You're like, well, if you were wearing a bathing suit, because I made sure I'm wearing a long sleeve white shirt and you can't see. It's not like it's like really see through. And I don't show a ton of skin and I'm freezing. People just go nuts. Yeah. And I'm like. Maybe I need to reconsider my career. <laughs> That's we put all this work into some of our videos and then it's always like the dumb ones that blow up. And it's usually me. It, it's great. It's great to see it. But um, like one of our videos has something like six million views and it's literally just me throwing a PSA saber on the ground because I like to throw guns. That's kind of uh, if, I, if I can't take a toss or two, you know, mm-hmm. I won't carry it. Yeah. So pretty much all the gun reviews when I'm out borrowing the gun from someone, if I have bought it, it's going to get like thrown around really hard to see if it'll if it'll hold up if it'll bend at all because sometimes they do but it's me throwing the saber and i'm wearing my uh floral plate carrier that i have um and i have like rolled up obviously you've seen i i I, uh roll up my jeans and tuck in my shirt and it's just two thousand comments of people talking about how i did it on brokeback mountain so (laughs) did not expect it to blow up at all and it just blew up and uh yeah yeah not for the right reasons but it, it did blow up yeah Do you think that you have to have pretty thick skin, even just, you know, only being, I mean, you guys have only been technically, I guess, in the industry, or I guess if you want to say you're in the industry in the last year, would you say that you've already kind of learned that you have to have pretty tough skin if you want to continue with this? Yeah, I've I've learned to just kind of take everything as a joke. Uh, It's like way easier to do it that way yeah um but even even at the gun shop building and selling guns for people um you you they'll walk in and see me with my tucked in shirt and cuff jeans and they just uh you know your opinions mute oh so um, you actually so, you actually wear that like in real life no yeah i actually dress like that <laughs> it started as a joke and then i was like i don't think it's a joke anymore and now i dress like this because i think it looks good but also it it really does just make people angry and for some reason that makes me really happy and then you just wonder why nobody's swiping right on tinder <laughs> I, yeah i can't figure it out i can't get any on grinder i kill it though <laughs> all right i'm gonna take a quick break talk about gators Scott from Gators, he was at TriggerCon. He didn't have a booth, um, but he was just walking around, meeting people. We actually, so we gave out some of the glasses and I actually recorded a really funny skit with some of the guys at MCM Firearms at Range Day. So it's crazy how, you know, these guys have like awesome guns, but like they just, I don't know, I always judge people by like the ear and eye pro that they have. And Not to mention, like, if you're in the firearms industry and you're shooting all the time, you think that you would, like, invest in something decent. Some of these guys had, like, glasses that were, like, you know, that it looked like they got them at a gas station. And so one of the guys at MCM Firearms, he was like, man, he's like, I really like your glasses. Where'd you get them from? I was like, oh, they're from Gators. So I called Scott over and I was like, here, you got to try them on. And so we ended up giving the guys at MCM Firearms uh, glasses. But I recorded this funny skit where... One of the guys, and I'm pretty sure this was like glasses from a gas station. And I was like, man, you need to upgrade your shades. And he's like, I know I just, you know, what do you what do you think I should get? Like, I just I'm not sure what to get. And I was like, here, try these and just happened to have them behind my back. And he puts them on. He's like, wow, these are great. And I was like, yeah, let's get rid of these. And I throw them on the range and then we shoot them. That's good. Yeah. 
that's good quality content, right? That's top <laughs> tier. That's like our stuff. Yeah. I tried. I, I really tried. But yeah, anyway, so I've noticed though, like even if you were like, oh, I'm like really weird about my glasses. I don't know if I'm going to like them. And I was kind of, I'm the same way. I'm very weird about really everything. I'm so OCD and such a control freak and, you know, but I've noticed that like even gators, I didn't think I was going to like them initially. And after wearing them, I'm like, okay, these actually, I really like them. Like I wear them every day. I even had like some really nice like designer glasses, even when I'm driving in my car and I've gotten rid of all of them and replaced them with gators. Typically every day, you know, for like everyday use, I use like the skyhook glasses, like the aviator ones, but they just, they're great for like on the range, off the range. They have a really good look to them. They fit everyone's faces because you can move the nose pieces up or down. You could adjust the frames. So it's like, it just, it's guaranteed to feel comfortable. I definitely recommend that you guys try them out. Use the URL gators.com forward slash Ava. So that's G-A-T-O-R-Z.com forward slash A-V-A. And that link is going to get you 15% off. Ultimately, what is your guys' goal with your YouTube channel? And do you think you're going to expand anything else? Yeah, the the end goal is obviously just to make people laugh, but we have we have some growth goals. Um, we'd like to do this for a living, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be end goal for us, but definitely like short term is to keep making funny stuff and uh, find kind of new companies, new ways to get around this because we're in uh, we're in a banned state, so it's kind of hard to get kind of guns. That's right. Um, so, yeah, you guys are all in Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, Washington's got us absolutely locked down. They just did the the gun ban. So we have a lawsuit in court, but you know how the court system is. So mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's going to take years. Have you guys thought about moving out of state by chance? Yeah, we we looked at the logistics of that. But the thing with being kind of new, not just in the industry, but also new in life is that we're really poor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we can't just up and move, unfortunately. And like if- we could... We, yeah, all my work and connections are here. And then um, same thing with, with all of them. They both have work here. And if anybody's wondering, so you guys, you're in your early 20s? Yeah, yeah. Early early to mid 20s, I think. Okay, uh, Thomas wait. is 25. So we're like dead in the middle. Okay. And he's the one that rents the cars when you guys go out of state. Exactly. Because <laughs> when you mentioned that you, you said what, you had 15 years of video experience or 10 years? 10 years. Yeah. 10 years. And I was like, okay, let's not try to make you, you know, you're sounding way older than you are. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not that old. I was in, in Hollywood on set at age 15. So. Oh, really? What brought you there? Um, I got a really good mentor who decided to kind of teach me video. Um, Mm -hmm. and he used to run skeleton lighting crew in, in Hollywood. And so I used to go down and help him out. And, uh, that's, that's kind of how I got my start. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah, I've seen some of your work. It's definitely great. I actually, I was thinking even last night, I was like, I should just hire you to create like a good YouTube intro for me because I don't, I mean, mine's okay and has my logo and, but I need something that's like solid. Maybe I need to come in like, you know, YouTube's always been sort of like on the back burner for me. Occasionally I post, but it's not, you know, it's not like my main thing, but maybe I need to step up my game, but I've been saying that for years now. But yeah, I definitely want to hire you for, you know, for some side work. Well, after after interviewing all the YouTube guys, I think, 
you're you're realizing it's it's so much more work to step into so, oh, so yeah. it's one of those where it's like yeah i'm sure you want to do it but also how much time do you have to commit to it right oh, totally so. yeah so and and i've said this so many times everybody thinks it's so easy to be a content creator because they see this like three minute video and they're like, oh, that was easy. They have no idea the amount of time that it took to record everything, to come up with the ideas, to get the product to, you know, even if you have everything, okay, now your lighting sucks or just, you know, or you're having a bad day. Like we were just talking about before the show started. I'm like, there's been so many times where I've had a really crappy day. I've been crying. I've, you know, just whatever, all hell's, you know, broke loose. And then I'm like, okay, straighten my crown. We got to go and record now. It's time to work. And it's like, yep. you know, and, and even that takes, you know, I don't think a lot of people even have the mentality for that, unfortunately. So yeah, um, it's definitely a small niche of people that are kind of mm -hmm. capable of, of keeping up with this. Yeah, absolutely. And then you have to have thick skin as well. And, uh, like I, I think in the beginning I didn't have thick skin and now I don't, it doesn't even bother me when people say stuff like occasionally I'll comment back just because I get a kick out of it. But I mean, it doesn't affect how I sleep at night by any means. So, but that took some time. So, yeah, no, that's, that's worth noting. Yeah. We, we always comment back and especially on the hate comments, we comment back, but it's only because we think it's funny. Yeah. Um, and it's really good for your engagement. It, <laughs> exactly. I know. Comment. I know. So I, that, I was thinking the same thing, like jokes on them because ultimately if somebody writes something bad, Usually it's going to create more engagement because one, they're just helping with my algorithm by leaving a comment. But two, then usually the people who support me, then, you know, they get annoyed and then they, you know, argue with that person. And I'm like, this is great. So like, you growing the channel. Yeah. So you you essentially, you know, if you've gotten to where we are, you start to realize you think of it in such a such a weird way. <laughs> yeah, it's, you it's almost, almost good. want it. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to switch gears a little bit, talk about TriggerCon. And so we just, you know, we just met last week in Kansas, which, man, I got to say in Kansas, like, I don't think I could live there. And it's funny because talking to you guys, you were like, see, you're like, I really like it. It's this is kind of like nice. I would live out here. And then HR was like, yeah, man, if I lived out here, like, there's not that many good looking people. And I'm sorry if you guys are from Kansas. None. There's none. But he's like, I'd have my pick of all these women. I'm six, four. And I'm like, yeah, but like how many of them are going to have their teeth? And then I have to laugh because my camera guy that I brought on the trip with me, he got on Tinder while he was there. And I joked, I was like, oh. how many of them have their teeth? And we laughed and he's like, man, you'd be like, you, you wouldn't believe what they're willing to do for a pound of copper. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just so flat and empty and I just don't think I could live out there, but TriggerCon did happen. They picked a different location this year. Last year it was like for sure in the middle of nowhere, just driving from like someone's Airbnb back to the place where the events were taking place. Let's see, an armadillo jumped out in front of our car and that was the first oh, time man. I've ever seen an armadillo. At one point, a cow was stuck in the middle of the road. So we had to like, we we're beeping our horn trying to get this cow to move. Like it was like, we were literally just like middle of nowhere. This time we were actually in, I guess it would still be Wichita. And it wasn't horrible. Um, at least there was like enough hotels for everyone and people didn't have to stay at like sketchy Airbnbs. They said, from my understanding, from what I read, there was over 100 exhibitors 
But I will say it did seem a little bit smaller than I expected, but I also think it was because of the venue that they picked. So it took place at, I don't know, what would you say? What would you describe that kind of event? Oh, uh, a basketball arena? Is that what it was? Yeah, it was definitely a basketball arena. I I was going to say like a hockey rink, but I was like, no, it was small. Yeah, it could be a hockey rink. It's Kansas. (laughs) Yeah, but I was like, but yes. So everything was in the center which kind of made it look a little bit smaller. But there were some really cool companies, uh, a lot of companies that I've never heard of before. So that was cool just to kind of get hands-on products and talk to people that, you know, like a lot of these companies uh, just came out within the last year. And I think it's awesome to see all these new companies kind of popping up and, and that Rainier Arms is giving them a chance and selling their products on their website, which is one thing that I've always appreciated about Rainier Arms. But what were some of the things that, you know, that you really enjoyed about Turricon? Uh, well, it was our first time. So we really liked, uh, no one, no one like knows us at all. So we kind of were going in as, it's like, we felt like freshmen in high school, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, no one's going to know who we are. We're, we're definitely like the new kids on the block, but all the companies were super welcoming. And then all the people were really welcoming. The other were, creators were too. So, so that was really they? cool. I actually, yeah, I do want to uh, honestly ask, like, were they welcoming? Cause I know some people that I talked to. So Dalen, he's kind of new to the industry and like he was a little, you know, there was like something I, I made a joke. I was like, yep, they, as they say, never meet your heroes because there were some people he was really excited to meet and they weren't as nice. And that's happened to me, too. So I'm just kind of curious if like you guys met anybody that where you're like, wow, I expected them to be a lot cooler in person or, you know, and then there's other people that I've had the total opposite where I don't like their online personality, like the man spot. I thought he was the biggest tool. And I also thought him and his wife were like in their 40s. Turns out like his wife, now ex-wife, was like in her early 20s. But they used to, yeah, they used to record a bunch of content. And I was just like, man, you guys are so full of yourselves. And then I hung out with the man spot and became really good friends with them. And now he's like one of my favorite people. No, yeah, we we actually like didn't get to meet him. Um, He's hilarious. I I was excited to meet him, but he always had like his, he had little, little groups. And that's, you know, that's the part of being the new kids on the block is everyone's got their little group of people that they already know. So maybe that's a little bit of what Dallin was getting, but I met him. He was actually way cooler than I expected him to be. So Dalen, that, yeah, 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 he was, he was way cooler than we thought he was going to be. Yeah. We were like, oh, we like him. I was like, our, our content is uh very like different. So, so. Oh, I know. So I, I think he met us, and after two seconds, he was like, I am never able to collab with these guys ever because their channel is just extremely different. I know. Um, Dalen says the same thing to me. There's so many times where like, I'm about to pick up a sponsorship for Razors, and I told him about my idea, and it's slightly inappropriate, but it's hilarious. And he was like, oh, my gosh, Ava, you're so embarrassing. Like He's like a little kid, and I'm just like, what? It's funny, and it's still... a appropriate to put on social media it's fine funny sells it does (laughs) were there any products that you saw that you were like wow this is really cool that you'd never seen before even if you've seen it but like getting hands on it that you were really impressed with yeah the the oracle firearms the 2311 Mm -hmm. obviously Mm -hmm. um i've seen that before but i haven't gotten to put hands on it yet so did you uh, get to shoot it I did not. We had to leave and catch a flight. So I, that was the one I missed out on shooting. But I, I like touched it and I already know that I want three of them. So, yeah. So, OK, I'm so I'm not trying to I don't want to talk crap about any companies, but Oracle Firearms, I interviewed them, t- you know, talked like touched their product, messed around with it. Uh, the trigger felt really great. I love that 
they make this, you know, 2311 that comes with, I think it was like four or five magazines, which is a huge issue for a lot of 2011s. You know, not only are you paying an arm and a leg for it, but then also magazines, they're expensive, but they're also really hard to get. They just, you know, they don't seem to ever be like in stock. So it seemed like they they solved a lot of issues. But I will say, I don't know, I guess maybe I might have to have some more time behind it, but I wasn't as impressed when I shot their guns. I was really, really excited for it. And then I shot it and I that happened to me a few times with a few of the guns. Some of these guns I was really excited about looked freaking awesome. There was a lot of innovation that went behind the product. And then when I went to the range and I shot it and then there were some that I wasn't really as excited about. And then I shot it and I was like, dang, hands down, this is an awesome gun to shoot. I don't know. And then I also, uh, there was about 10 of us that were on the panel, the golden trigger award panel where we voted for best of. And I did this last year too. Super like, I love having the opportunity to vote best of, and I take it very seriously. And so I made sure to like go around and check out all the products that were on the list. I do wish that maybe after, cause we had a vote that day. So it was like Friday, we had that day to go check out all the products. And then that evening we had a vote on it. And I kind of wish that they did it a little bit differently next year where we get to actually shoot it as well. Cause I think that that would have influenced a lot of my decisions, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. That, that we're interested in trying it for sure. Um, it seemed really promising. So that's interesting to hear about the shooting. We we felt that way about the, or at least I did about the SAR-9, the, their like striker fired gun. Yeah. Um, it, it feels amazing in the hand and then yeah. the trigger is just bad. Yeah, I know. SAR actually, because they were there at the show and they came out with, uh, they had debuted two guns and it actually kind of sort of gave me vibes of like the HKVP-9. It felt yes. really good in your hand. The HKVP-9 always felt really good in my hand. It, the HKVP-9, though, I've never really shot as well. I should actually revisit this because this was a few years ago. Maybe things have changed. But my, I did a review on a SAR pistol, and I was just like, I never want to shoot this thing again. <laughs> like, That's how I felt after shooting the SAR, the one that felt like a VP-9. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. So the one thing I like about it, though, is it seems like it has a lot of upgrades. and um, oh, yeah. And it's, I think price point msrp was like 450 so i mean that was pretty cool but yeah i mean i don't know did you check out the watchtower the apache pew view so pew view oh i saw that i never got to shoot it because uh we had to catch a flight on range days so i only got to shoot a handful of guns and that one didn't quite make it it looks really cool though yeah that one shot pretty well the only thing is is like some of these guns though like what the cost is I mean, you're still spending a few thousand dollars and that's just, I don't know, it's hard for me to justify. Uh, the Victor VK1, that was a really cool gun. That's completely That one actually seems worth its price tag. Yeah, actually, that one wasn't too expensive. I think it was like MSRP $2,200 and yeah. it's piston driven and the internals are really like innovatively designed. Uh, they did a lot of little tweaks to it. I expected it to be a little bit more of a flatter shooting gun. It shot flat for, I guess, it being piston driven. But again, I'd have to have more time on it. The gun that I actually, I really liked, and I guess I liked it when I first saw it because I thought that it was it was pretty creative. The MCM Firearms, the DS9 upper. Yep. So it has an internal suppressor and they make it for a variety of different guns, different nines. And I thought that that was kind of cool. It's not that 
it hasn't been done before. I think HK did it like in the eighties or something. But when I shot it and I shot like all five of the guns that they had that, I was like, dang that, I mean, that thing just shot, it shot like a 22. I really liked that one. One of the companies that I thought was a joke and I'm just going to be straight up because so, I can see it on the notes and I, I super agree with it. So, okay. So one shot and I've talked yeah. about this on my podcast. This was probably, I don't know, a few months ago. And at first when I heard about one shot, I was like, oh, okay, cool. It's like giving the middle finger to the ATF because essentially it's kind of like, you know, you kind of put a stock on your pistol, but you're not essentially putting a stock because you don't attach anything. Your hand is what attaches that grip. But I thought that thing was so gimmicky and such a POS. When I talked to the guy, the owner, he was telling me, so if you guys aren't familiar with one shot or you don't remember me talking about it, it's this, it's this thing of plastic. It looks like it looks like essentially a stock, but where the pistol would go, the back of the pistol, like the pistol grip, it's curved out so that it essentially like wraps around where the pistol grip so that you just grip it and you can shoulder your pistol and shoot it. Sounds great in theory. I think the biggest thing that kind of annoyed me right in the beginning, right when I went up there to talk to the guy was He's telling me how like all like law enforcement and military use it. And it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. He's trying to tell me that like people put it in their coat. Like let's say they're wearing a trench coat and they have it inside their coat. And it's like, yeah, you just open your coat up, take out that one shot, grip it to your gun. And now you can stabilize your gun. Or he's telling me that like they attach it to their belt loop and they walk around with this freaking hunk of plastic. And I'm like, not to say that I'm, you know, an expert when it comes to military or law enforcement and what they do, but I'm like, I've never seen this in my life. I've never, no, I, no. it doesn't even make sense. Why would they carry this thing? And honestly, if they're that bad of shots, we got bigger problems. I think it, one, it was kind of an insult. to I think everyone's intelligence by just the fact that he thought he could just like tell us all that, like, you know, military and, and all these badasses like carry it. I'm like, they don't. And then on top of that, the freaking price point, it was like $200. Yeah, $169 for it or something like that. And it was like a piece of plastic. Yeah. And it's like some- after after like telling me to my face that law enforcement uses it, I was like, which ones? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so uh, Tony from Real World Tactical, I was out at the range and I was, I think I was at Shallow Tech's booth. They make really cool stuff for like P365s and P320s. I'm going to have them on my show, but you know, what's great about having electronic gear pro is like, you could hear conversations from like, or, you know, a ways away. And Tony, if you guys are familiar with him, he has like no patience. He's this big guy. And he's like, what do you do? You're trying to tell me that, you know, military carries this. He's like, no, they don't. They're like fighting. And it was like the, the funniest thing. I'm glad he called them out harder. I literally just went like, no, they don't. There's no way. I, I, I know military. I know law enforcement. I'm like, I wouldn't, None of them are thinking, how can we make it way harder to use our firearm? Like, how can we double our draw time by having to grab a piece of plastic first? Mm-hmm. I agree. And so I did make a comment to Rainier Arms. I was like, I don't know if you guys invited that company to troll us because I kept thinking, like, is there a hidden camera somewhere? Like, are, are we just trying to, you know, I'm going to take another quick break. Talk about Mantis. You actually had something interesting to say about Mantis. You're doing it for 30 days. Yeah, we're doing 30 days, 30 minutes a day Mantis dry fire video with three of us to see kind of how it improves our stuff. 
And which uh, device are you guys using? We have the AR kits, um, and then we just got an MCX kit uh, while we were at TriggerCon, actually. Oh, cool. Did you tell the guy at TriggerCon that you were doing this? Yeah, I told him. I told him, and I, I was like, we also just spent, you know, $900 on Mantis kits to make the video. So he's excited to see it. Wow, cool. Well, you didn't make me look bad. You know, Mantis sponsors me, and then you guys are out here, you know, just like <laughs> upping me and, you know. <laughs> All right, so how many days has it been so far? Uh, we are 10 days deep and honestly, it's, I think it's super beneficial. I haven't run any real drills, but I'm feeling way more confident. So I'm I'm excited to see the results. So you're, are you just using the Blackbeard or the Blackbeard X? Blackbeard X. Okay. And if you guys aren't familiar with that, you take out your charging handle, bolt carrier group and insert something that essentially looks like both just combined, which is like the laser and then take out your magazine, insert the Mantis which has the X device in it, as well as the battery pack. And it's awesome because you can dry fire your AR and you don't have to constantly pull back that charging handle to reset the trigger every time. It's definitely a game changer. They did just come out with, well, they did. They came out with the one for the MCX. It's not available just yet, but it will be in a few weeks. But the MCX, I mean, we're talking about like the Rattler, the Spear, the Raptor, a bunch of different you know, MCX versions out there. So if you guys have one and you've been, you know, wishing that you could use the Blackbeard X, now you can check it out, mantisx.com. What did you think about the parties and stuff? There was, uh, oh, I, oh I, man, I did see you at, let's see, I'm trying to think. Okay. So the first night was the party where uh, they had it at some like hangar, right? Yeah, the or, the like auction party at the hangar. That was I thought that was fun. Everything in the firearms industry we feel like needs more organization. So Yeah, so I think there was a little I do feel bad because I know the guy that like put all this together at Trigger and and it it is pretty small. Like you'd be surprised. Some of these companies they look huge on the internet, but like ultimately it's like three guys just putting it all together. And I do feel like it was not unorganized, but I, I think a lot of people were like, okay, where are we going tonight? Nobody had the address or anything like that. I knew because it was the same as last year. I liked the place, but one thing I hate is like people that are smoking cigars because it was all open. And even though you go inside the building, like all the windows were open and stuff. And I hate cigar smoke. That was like my only. My only HR complaint. posted when he got back, he's like, anyway, I think I secondhand smoked three cigars today. Yeah, I know. It was, it I was hate rough. it. Okay, we'll try having long hair. I was just like, cool. oh yeah, I'm sure. we wasn't... were all, we like immediately changed our clothes. We were, <laughs> yeah, hot. I was like, wasn't gonna wash my hair tonight, but I guess I'm washing my hair. But yeah, so I didn't really stay that long. I didn't stay long enough for them to give the awards, and I already knew who was gonna win. But that was a cool party. And then the next day, they had a little mixer for all the content creators. And uh, I forget what the place was called. It was like, I don't know, some weird name. I'm surprised it wasn't oh, called like the Burp and Slurp in Kansas or something. <laughs> it was an odd name. Yeah, it was. But that was fun. I will say that the bartender making my drinks, I think I only had two or three drinks. And I was like, OK, wow, I'm already feeling it. So I had to like slow down a little bit because he was she was pouring hard. Yeah. And then there That's was like funny. there was. We were fighting with them about the beer because they <laughs> they were trying to tell us that like only like the worst beer was included with our ticket. And we were just we were we were just we'll pay. I'm oh, like, I know. That's fine. What, we'll pay. That's what I ended up doing, too. Yeah, because we had drink tickets, but it was like, well, which I was like, nope, 
sorry, I'm 37 years old. I do not drink well liquor anymore. Or it was just, uh, I don't know. It was like, I'm surprised that Bud Light wasn't part of it, but like Budweiser. It felt like Bud Light. Yeah, yeah. I forget what it was. Yeah. And I was like, nah, I'm good. Uh, I think I, I was drinking Moscow Mules, but oh, it went straight to my head. And then there was a girl there, a girl and her husband. They ended up getting in. They like snuck in. They were not part of the event. And the girl was like trash. Like she, I was waiting at the bar. She came up to me and she was like, she asked me if I wanted her drink, which I was like, no, thank you. I don't know. Like, I'm not sure enough freaking I'm not drinking after you just drank in this drink. And then two, yeah, no thanks. I'm you know, I'm not trying to get like roofied here. And then she she was like, so she's like, what guys in here do you think are hot? And I was like, none of them. I'm like, not this even is Kansas. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I mean, the gun industry has decent looking guys, but I'm like, uh, I don't mess around with anybody in my industry. And I said that I was like, no, I was like, none of them. And then I was like, I don't think, you know, I'm, I keep like business is business. And she's like, all right, well, let's just pretend. And she's like looking around. She's like, how about this guy? And she picks some bald guy. And I, I don't even know who he was. <laughs> and I was like, uh, no. <laughs> and then Mike, I think tactical considerations or what YouTube oh, yeah. channel does he have? Is it tactical considerations? Tactical considerations. Yep. He's like standing next to me and him and I are just like, what the fuck? Like this lady's crazy. And so she walks away and he was like, wow. He's like, I feel like she's like a spy or something. And I was like, I know. Right. Like it was just weird. Like um, a little plant. And then she just kept coming back over and I was like, lady, leave me alone. Yeah, we wow. had we there was that was the other thing. The events were supposed to be like just known to us, but it kind of felt like everyone at TrueCon well, could figure it out if they wanted to. Yeah. And a lot of people did and, come. It was more than just content creators. But also you yeah. have to think like, what else is everybody else supposed to do? There's like nothing in Kansas to do. Like that, I, that was true. A bunch of the vendors showed up and I was like, I mean, to be fair, uh, there's nothing else to do in Kansas. Yeah. And I don't really mind like talking to other vendors. I think it's a good way to, you know, to still like build those relationships. So definitely. No, it just it made the place feel way small, too. Mm hmm. Oh, I know. Yeah. All right. So wrapping up. So what are your guys's future plans? And then also for people who want to follow you guys, your YouTube channel, social media, what is all that stuff, too? Oh, yeah. Uh, our future plans are obviously make more videos that we think are funny. We kind of want to move into um, higher budget stuff because everything's funded by me at the moment. Uh, so we're restricted by my wallet, um, but we're kind of really focusing on making higher quality content. We're going to shoot guns until they can't shoot anymore to see exactly how many rounds they last and obviously still keep us being, I, I say this firmly, the funniest gun channel on YouTube. And and they can find us. We're just desk pop. So they can find us on YouTube at desk pop. They can find us on Instagram at real dot desk pop. You have to type the whole thing in because um, you know how that is. Yeah. Instagram hates gun people. So, but that's it. All right. And then are you guys on Facebook too? Uh, I would imagine that we are, but I, I don't check the Facebook. I'm, I'm so actually, I'm laughing because yeah, you're in your twenties and you're like, Ew, Facebook's for old people. We're on TikTok. Yeah, we're, we're Zoomers. So <laughs> are you guys on TikTok? We are not on TikTok. Okay, I hate good. TikTok. Okay, good. That is that is the one part of me that's not Zoomer. Yeah, no, I'm I'm the same way. I I tried TikTok, and then after everything came out, where it's like you know it's probably stealing all this info on your phone from the app, and I was like, I need to delete this. And now if somebody sends me a video from TikTok, I can't even watch it, and I'm like, don't don't even put that garbage on my phone. So. Yep. All right. Awesome. All right. Well, moving on with the rest of the show. So IWI. 
you have quite a bit of experience with the Zion 15s. You said that you sold like what, like over a hundred of them? Over a hundred of them in our gun shop. Yeah. And that was just in the last year. Wow. Do you think that's are, because uh, people were just trying to buy ARs before, you know, the... Yeah, part of it in Washington was people trying to buy guns before the ban, but mm-hmm. also we don't bring garbage into the gun shop. Like, that's our big our big thing. I don't want to sell someone something that's going to be bad, and I think the Zion's the best you can buy for the money. It's like seven ninety nine or something like that. Um, well, so... For, MS- the, for the price point, it doesn't beat it. MSRP is like nine ninety nine, I think. But yeah, I always tell people, I'm like, that's just MSRP. So like street price, like when you go to a gun store, most gun stores are not selling stuff at MSRP. So yeah, I totally agree. I think that it has a a lot of upgrades. It's really well made. Even, you know, whether you're looking for an entry level AR or just another AR tag to your collection or something that's good quality, I definitely don't think you can go wrong with the Zion 15. I've told so many people that before, and I'm surprised that like more gun stores aren't carrying them because it is just such an easy sell. And one yeah. of those guns that when you sell it, you're not going to have a bunch of people coming back saying that like, oh, my gun, you know, had issues and it broke and stuff like that. If you guys want to check it out, head on over to IWI.us. Don't forget to use the code GUNFUNNY15, all one word, and that's going to get you 15% off everything in their web store. Politics. What is going on in the world today? It's political AF. California mag ban unconstitutional. So last week, U.S. District Court Judge Benitez issued a scathing 71-page decision in the long-running case Duncan versus Bonta. In the same case back in 2019, Judge Benitez ruled the mag ban unconstitutional, leading to Freedom Week, best week ever, before an appeal resulted in a stay and ultimately a panel of the Ninth Circuit overturning the decision. The case was pending before SCOTUS, but after Bruin, it was returned to the original court, Judge Benitez, with the directive to rehear the case with the precepts of Bruin. Judge Benitez has since been thoroughly preparing his decision in the case and just filed it again, overturning the mag ban as unconstitutional. This time, he has put a 10-day stay in the decision as he knows the state will appeal. However, this time they will have a much harder time, legally speaking, as the law and precepts of Bruin are very clear that is unconstitutional. Given the extremely liberal lean of Ninth Circuit, though, it's likely it will get blocked again and the case could be on the way back to SCOTUS, which unfortunately takes years. Attorney General Rob Bonta immediately vowed to appeal the decision while Governor Newsom issued personal insults describing the highly respected judge as quote, an extremist, right-wing zealot with no regard to human life. He then pushed for his proposed 28th Amendment to effectively eliminate the second and signed into law a bunch of new gun control and open defiance of Bruin, a new micro-snapping law in spite of the law recently being overturned, a new 11% excise tax on firearms he calls a syntax and more. On Tuesday, Attorney General Bonta filed his appeal to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, What all does this mean? There's no Freedom Week yet, but in 10 days, it's possible standard capacity mags may be illegal to buy in California if the state isn't granted. So definitely get ready, guys. Do you remember when they had Freedom Week in California where everyone was like, I'm like, I know this. I know you're kind of young and stuff, but do you remember back in the day? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, I remember Freedom Week. We need one of those up in Washington. No, I know. 
I know. I mean, the thing is, is like these laws are so dumb, though. It's like things like this. OK, so we're going to ban, you know, quote unquote, you know, high capacity magazines. And then every now and then, like there's something that allows you to quickly buy them. And then even if that's not the case. All right. So let's say even if this doesn't change and there is a freedom week. You can still, do you know how easy it is to get a magazine? I mean, for you guys, you guys could have loaded up in Kansas and flown back with them. Yep. Yep. If we didn't have hundreds of magazines back stocked. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, even for me, like Colorado has the mag capacity, you know, you, they, you can't have anything that exceeds 15 rounds, which nobody's enforcing because it's not enforceable. But, you know, I could easily just drive up to Wyoming and get a bunch of magazines, drive back. Yeah. It's just like, it's so ridiculous. All these laws are just so dumb. And Judge Benitez even said, he was like, you know, like just because of a few bad people, like the rest of California has to pay for it. And that shouldn't be the case. And ultimately, you know, the bad guys are always going to have all of this stuff. So why shouldn't the good guys be equipped with just the same stuff? Oh, yeah. Well, and it, at the end of the day, it, it doesn't even matter that the bad guys have it. They just the, the the more they can disarm people, the the more they'll try, you know. No. So <laughs> what's going like, on with California is just kind of crazy. I mean, even uh, you know, how I saw something with Gavin Newsom who recently said he got interviewed and because I guess if if children want like a, you know, if they want to change like their gender and start taking, you know, puberty blockers and stuff like that, that they don't even have to let their parents know. And they so, actually hide it from their parents. Yeah. Yeah. And so somebody called him out for that. And they're like, why do you think? And he's like, this is what you guys are concerned with of everything that's going on. This is like, you guys are ridiculous. And like, just totally changed it. Kind of like gaslighting, you know, the reporter. And I don't know. I that's yeah, that's unfortunately like that's where we're at. We we talk about this because I, I make videos that are very political um, mm -hmm. for like kind of my day job. Most of it. Um, and we were always talking about how it's weird how these unconstitutional laws are getting passed. Yeah. And there's just like, there's no repercussion for it. So they're going to keep doing it. I know. The repercussions, it gets overturned and they repass it. Mm -hmm. It's really disgusting and really alarming. Like what's yeah. going on and there's just no repercussion. Caldwell. I don't know what's going on with Caldwell, but they are sending me everything and anything lately. It's like every day I open up my door and there's something outside my my door, uh, like a delivery. <laughs> so they've sent me tons of steel, lots of uh, stands, which that was my biggest gripe for a while is, you know, Caldwell makes all these awesome, you know, steel targets, but they weren't making stands. They were using somebody else and they were not great stands at all. And so they finally upped their game and man, made a bunch of stands that are really affordable, actually. So I got a bunch of those. I got some of the new steel targets. I think one of them looks like a like an elk. The other one is a prairie dog, all kinds of stuff. So I'm really excited to go to the range, set it all up. And what's great is like all of this stuff is just like so much easier to transport than, you know, when you think of steel targets, you think of just like a headache of, you know, setting it all up and stuff like that, but they've created a way to make it really easy to transport and set it up really quickly. I'll have to post a video of me using that stuff. In the meantime, if you want to check out any of their stuff, they make all kinds of stuff, all kinds of range gear, everything. 
head on over to caldwellshooting.com. Don't forget to use the code gunfunny10, all one word, and that's getting you 10% off your entire order. Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. Twenty first tech unveils tech forty seven, and hopefully it's tech forty seven. It's T E C four seven, and I actually had the opportunity to shoot this at the range day at TriggerCon. Did you guys have an opportunity to shoot this? No, we didn't get to shoot that one. Man, so what did you guys even shoot? What were you guys <laughs> doing there? Did you guys like? I'm guessing you just dilly dallied too much. You didn't shoot anything. Yeah. We got there, and I grabbed a suppressor from AB Suppressors, and I threw it really hard. Uh, and then we went to the SDS Imports booth in PWS, uh, Rad Defense, and then we were out of time. Wow. <laughs> I know. Well, that's know. that's really sad. <laughs> I had, I don't know, I got insider information that Barrett only had so much ammo. They had their 50 cal and they only had so much ammo. So I went there. Well, first, actually, I think I went to Victor, the VKTR. Yep. And then because I figured, you know, because they ultimately ended up winning best of show. And I was like, you know what? Everyone's going to probably want to shoot their stuff. So I went to them first. And then like as I was making my way down, because Barrett was all the way on the third range, all the way towards the end. Barrett was up on a deck, which was kind of cool because you could shoot. I think it was like maybe 500 yards. And then underneath the deck was the uh, 21st Tech. And. I didn't get a chance to see them at TriggerCon. I didn't know that they were there, but I did become aware of their product after shooting on the range. And so if you guys are wondering what it is, they're based out of Georgia and they've kind of, so their design like blends the AR-10 and the AR-47 with kind of a unique twist. So most AR-AK hybrids have a proprietary design where very few parts are compatible with standard parts. But if you start out with the AR-10 platform instead of AR-15, like the like 21st Tech did, most standard parts can be used. The firing pin, cam pin, gas key, dust cover, forward assist, charging handle, barrel nut, lower parts kit, and carbine buffer assembly are all standard parts. From there, the lower uses standard AK-47 magazines and controls. It's a direct impingement system with a 16-inch 1-10 to twist barrel chambered in 762 by 39 the gas block's adjustable catering to suppressor use and is threaded 5 8 by 24 for like your standard 30 cal cans. They come with adjustable CCS carbine stocks, Thrill RTG grip, hopefully I'm saying that right, and a 15-inch M-lock handguard with a full-length Picatinny rail on top. Overall, it comes in about 8.6 pounds and it's about 35 to 39 inches long. It comes with a two-stage trigger, match, and flash hider. You can choose hard anodized black or FDE, and it includes a Magpul 30-round AK magazine. At the heart of it all is an innovative BCG. It maintains standard AR-10 BCG length with a bolt for 762 by 39 It also includes a cam pin wear plate in the upper receiver to protect it for long-term use. I shot it. I thought it was actually really cool. I kind of interested to see actually how long it would shoot um or how far it would shoot i think i shot it at like i'm trying to think what target they had me shoot at maybe it was like 100 to 200 yards not very far i did feel like it was a little gassy 
Um, it's an AK. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I got to say, after range day, I told my camera guy, I was like, all I smell is just, I think, because I shot so many guns that were suppressed. And I, I was like, I just feel like I got gas in my face nonstop. My glasses were all speckled. My face, I had, you know, my camera guy kept trying to tell me the entire time. He's like, yeah, you have like black, like it almost looked like black soot on my face that kept rubbing. Because <laughs> yeah. my my goal was just to like go there and shoot as many guns as possible. And I think I ended up shooting like 35 guns, which is quite a bit. That's a lot. Uh, yeah. But anyway, so I kind of liked this. I like the concept. Best of all, MSRP is only 1399 which is pretty good, I think. And I'm not sure when they're going to start selling it, but it seemed fairly promising. And I do like the idea of like the ARAK hybrid. There's just something kind of cool about it. We'll see. Did Definitely. you guys? I don't like, I'm not an AK guy, but I, I saw this at the, at their booth actually. And uh, we really liked it. The, they threw a lot of shade at other companies' guns for not being reliable, and they were bragging about how reliable it is. So I'm definitely very interested to test it out and see if that's the case. Huh. Yeah, that's like never really a good look when they throw shade on other people's products. It just means yours has to be perfect. Like, Yeah, exactly, right? Like, yeah, if you're going to talk a big game, then you got to be able to back it up. And exactly. I say, I that say was that, my thought. of course I say that after I'm like, yeah, one shot, what a joke, <laughs> but, <laughs> but they can't I, back it up. So, yeah. but also, I mean, I think it's important though for like, I'm, I'm, I'm never hesitant to tell the truth and to tell people what I think, or if there's something that I was like, wow, I thought it was great. Shot it. Wasn't really that happy with it or talked about it on my podcast, seemed promising, saw it in person. Nope. It's trash. Like at the end of the day, like you'll always get the truth from me. And there's been lots of companies that I've worked with in the past where I had to stop working with because their stuff just wasn't, you know, the quality that they were putting out just wasn't as great as it used to be, you know, or I felt like their T&E wasn't that great or, you know, something yep. like that. And I, I think that, you know, if we're going to be in the public eye, I think it's, I think we're doing a disservice by, you know, by not letting people know what we actually think and not being truthful and then also at the end of the day, like you'll realize pretty quickly that if you don't have your credibility, you really don't have anything. You know, oh, you could you could be well, I can't say that because you could be there's there's some content creators out there that just, you know, they're shooting junk. They're being unsafe. They're just, you know, that car accident that you can't help but look at when you drive by because it's just like so they get views and engagement, but it's all for the wrong reasons. And that's just. That's just something that I just don't want to do. It's funny that you said that, and I know immediately who uh, you were thinking of. Uh, so. That's so funny. I know. As I, I literally, I know. Well, that person, you guys may or may not know who I'm talking about, but that person, it's funny because they came up to me at TriggerCon, and I oh, totally, no. I totally saw away. them. So I saw them at Shot Show. So just what ten months ago, and he's like, he's like, oh hey, what's going on? I haven't seen you in three years. And I was like, three years? Are you kidding me? He's like, yeah, you know, at the what such and such booth. And I was like, well, that's funny because you did come up to me at, at Shot Show, but you know, whatever. And he's like, when are we gonna go shooting together? And I was like, I don't know. You're like, I don't want to die. So literally, never. I was like, I do not want to be seen shooting with you. I don't want a video with you. Like, I, you know, because the one guy we were we saw, we were like, anyway, we're gonna leave. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I just feel like there's so many people that work hard to, you know, and I'm not saying that we can't 
joke and stuff. And that's why I liked you guys. Like after, you know, after meeting you guys and getting to know you guys, I was like, oh, I like it because I do think that the firearms industry takes itself too seriously. But there's a time and a place and like you still have to be safe about it. And, you know, especially when your followers don't understand guns that much and you might be the only thing that they ever see. And that's where they're getting, you know, their advice from. Uh, I think that, you know, at the end of the day, you should at least abide by like the four safety rules. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> That's funny. You're, you're like, I already know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I, you said that. And, and I just immediately the picture popped in my <laughs> yeah. head. And I was like, I was I was so tempted to just type it in the little Zoom chat here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, all right. Smith and Wesson. You guys have some experience with like the FPC, right? The folding pistol carbine. Yeah, I've sold a few of them. It's just a a non cracked out version of the uh, Keltec. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, I, I like Smith and Wesson. I like that they take what Keltec does and uh, like on some of the guns, it, it, it's you can't argue that it's not just a carbon copy. But they were like, anyway, we made it better because it folds sideways instead of over top of it. That's itself. what I was, so I was like. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It does fold a different way. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely more rugged. I used to have the Keltec sub 2000 and that was like a really cool gun at the time. Like when I first got in the industry 10, 11 years ago, I was all about like the PRMR 30, the Keltec KSG, the sub 2000. Then there was like some other guns that Keltec came out with. Like, what was it like the SU 16 or something? It was like a folding AR or something like that thing. Yeah. Like the crap. weird stuff. Yeah. yeah, that thing. I, I like their RDB a lot, actually. Yeah, I liked that too. I'm surprised actually I haven't really seen it too much, but I was a pretty big fan of that when it first came out. They also came out with another, is it 22 Magnum or 22 LR, uh, but it holds like 30 rounds as well. There's the yep. PMR 30, uh, but then there was another gun. CP33 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, or CMR33 or CMR30. Yep, there we go. Yeah. So they do, they have some, some pretty cool stuff, but anyways, the FPC, I do like it. There's a few things that maybe I would have changed about it. You know, how like the magazines are held in the stock. I probably would have changed it around a little bit so that you can quickly just draw it out and just, you know, insert it into the mag well, as opposed to like rotating it. Cause it's kind of yep. a little awkward, but other than that, I think that it was built really pretty well and the price point you can't beat it i mean 659 msrp also comes with a threaded barrel which who doesn't like threaded because then you could suppress it comes with three magazines one 17 round and then two 23 round mags which, which is, is also cool. yeah and then folds up into like a nice little tiny package and then it comes with a really nice bag too which normally i don't really care about what the gun comes in like i was talking to one vendor uh, one exhibitor at TurrCon, and they were like, yeah, and it comes with a really nice plastic case. And I was like, honestly, I don't care what case it comes in. Like, I'd rather have some savings and it come in a cardboard box than a plastic yep. case <laughs> because I don't normally use those. But I was like, well, for some people, I guess I could see it as being a selling point, but whatever. But I do really like the case, the bag that the FPC comes into. If you guys want to check it out, head on over smith-wesson.com. Q&A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding.
Visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours. And today's question is, did you see that Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, visited Palmetto State Armory recently? And I I didn't see it. I, I heard something of it. Palmetto State Armory, they had their Glock that, well, it's not theirs, but Glock that uh, has that Cerakote job, the 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 Trump Glock. The Trump Glock. Glock. <laughs> yeah. I've actually had a few students come in with that gun. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it surprisingly, there's been some females with that gun. That's odd. That's yeah. odd. Yeah. But anyway, so, yeah, so President Donald Trump, he came in to visit Palmetto State Armory, which is freaking awesome. I mean, I think it would just, it's kind of cool. And I like it because I know Donald Trump Jr., who follows me on social media, by the way, and I've met him in person. I know he's like a huge gun guy. I don't think his dad, Donald Trump, is, which is why we've lost a lot of, you know, there's. I was going to say, yeah, he's not at all. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's from New York, lives in New York. But it was kind of nice, like that he toured PSA and, and maybe he's trying to get more involved in guns. Hopefully, you know, fingers crossed if he does become, you know president again but what was kind of interesting is people showed him the the trump glock and he was like yeah that's cool i definitely want one maybe i'll buy one and he's like glock that's a good gun and it's funny because the way he talks kind of reminds me of my dad and i think they're roughly the same age and it just kind of cracks me up but then there was a little bit of a you know people were like well there's no way he can have that gun right now because obviously he's under indictment (laughs) yeah which yeah what was it i think it was like 91 indictment charges or something like that something like that something ridiculous yeah and then i think later on his publicist cleared there that like he didn't take home the glock he's not going to buy the glock it's fine you know and then not to mention he's not a resident of south carolina so he would have to have bothered me Yeah, so he couldn't have bought it right then and there anyways. He would have to have it transferred to an FFL that was local. And yeah, so everyone was all up in arms about it. But either way, I hope that he continues to educate himself on guns and the Second Amendment and stuff like that. Because if he is going to be our president again, I definitely don't want to lose any more gun rights under him. Yeah. All right. He he killed us with that bump stock ban. So yeah, just a little bit. I mean, again, nobody cares about bump stocks, but it was kind of just, you know, I think precedent that was set. Yeah, exactly. And it's one of those things where, you know, you give an inch and you think you're going to appease them, but then they, you know, they want more and they, they just run with it. Franklin Armory. So right now they have a huge blemp sale going on. And a lot of people think like, oh, blem sales, you know, does it mean that it doesn't work? Honestly, it's like the slightest cosmetic blemish has nothing to do with how the gun operates. A lot of times you can't even tell. Like you'll look at it and you're like, okay, I don't even know why this was on sale because it's like, it's pretty hard to find out. But definitely take advantage. I don't know if the code AVA is going to get you 10% off on top of the blem sale. I would say try it out anyways, because I've noticed with some of my sponsors, uh, they'll say that it doesn't work, but then it turns out that it does. Not that I'm going against my sponsors, but I'm just saying that, you know, maybe try it. It doesn't hurt to try it. But yeah, so they have, you know, a bunch of triggers on sale, stripped lowers, complete uppers, complete rifles. 
If you guys didn't know, they actually sell more than just, you know, binary triggers. So definitely check it out. FranklinArmory.com. Use the code AVA. That's A-V-A. And you're going to 10% off iTunes review. So we have two reviews. Thank you guys so much. You love me. You really love me. Uh, are you going to leave me a review after the show? I'll leave you a review after the show. <laughs> so I'll tell them that she bullied me for being autistic. Um, <laughs> five stars. I mean, look, at the end of the day, I could be like, cool. I have, I've, you know, I've hit everything. I've had all kinds of guests, autistic guests, which okay, <laughs> I just, I also want to just clear the air. Um, Cause I know some people might get mad for using the R word, which essentially I didn't use the R word. You used I use it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I use the R. I think it's funny when people call me that. So, <laughs> but I also, you know, and that's not to say that I, I don't know. I just, I hate having to be so politically correct sometimes. And it's just, it's kind of nice when you could just talk to somebody where you don't have to watch everything that you say. So I'm going to thank you for that. Yeah, and we I would, encourage non-political correctness. Yeah, so. and I would hope that my listeners are the same. But again, if if anything offended you, I do apologize for that. All right, so review. So I want you to pick the first or the second. The first one is love and frustration. Peaches has the right to bear arms. Four stars. What? Four stars? Oh. Well, well, obviously, the great. second one's going to win. You know what I think? I think people just do it so quickly that they accidentally hit, you know, they mean to hit five stars and they left four stars. But that really annoys me. And, <laughs> you know, when I was like, you have to have thick skin. Yeah, I don't have thick skin. You leave me four stars. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it says public reminder. No state requires a dog to have a carry permit. Keep up the awesome work teaching and fighting for our rights. AK all day. You know what? I actually see that guy always pop up on uh, YouTube comments. I'm going to be like, yo, thanks for the four stars. You better go and correct that. (laughs) (laughs) A second review is Evermore 707. Always an interesting show every week. Five stars. Ava has a way to not only have really interesting guests, but to get them to open up. It's the one-on-one and personal anecdotes from the guests that you don't get anywhere else. Recently, YouTuber War Machine was a guest and I had never heard of not only did I find a new channel to watch, but learned he is located not far from where I live. Ava's other show has a way to go and seems more geared towards modern trends and audiences, which is fine, but it's harder to stand out with all the other shows with the formats like Best AR Parts or Type 5 Gun States. Gun Funny is unique in the way it comes across from YouTube celebs to industry business insiders and just general firearms people especially since it avoids the more common format of toilet humor or alpha male nonsense. I hope Gun Funny continues on as it is one of the few podcasts I really look forward to each week. That's really sweet. Because every now and then... That's really sweet. Every now and then... They would hate desktop because we're all toilet humor, so... Well, every now and then you do kind of wonder, you're like, all right, am I... You know, I've been going on six years... At one point, am I going to stop the show? Is, you know, am I ever going to quit the show or are people still listening? So it's always nice to hear from people that are actually listening and actually value the show because it is a lot of work that goes into the show as well as like the new podcast PP panel that I'm recording tomorrow right after I get done working out. And it's a huge inconvenience, but it's like I'm still putting in that work, still hoping that, you know, that show takes off and then it gets to where Gun Funny is. And so, you know, you guys leaving reviews like this definitely helps keep me going. So Evermore 707, thank you for that. Love and frustration, thank you. I'm assuming you didn't mean to leave four stars. Either way, I still appreciate you even just, you know, 
putting out a review out there and just letting me know that there are people that are listening. So thank you for that. Joe, I want you to pick a review to win a prize pack. So the first or the second review. If you said AK all day is on your YouTube commenting, I'm going for AK all day. Okay, well, that was the four star review, Joe. Yeah, okay, five star review then. I, I, I agree with that. It should be a five star review getting a prize pack. No, pack, forget it. You know what, Joe? Review, I don't so. even know why I had you on the show. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. But you're like, hey, they're supporting you on multiple platforms, you know? Like, go for that. Well, they are, but also Evermore is because they obviously listen to my other podcast too. They listen to Gun Fun or they listen to Pew Panel as well, it looks like. Yeah. So. You know what? We're oh, just yeah. going to pick both. Both of you guys message me. Joe doesn't know <laughs> what he's talking about. His autism is showing. It's fine. <laughs> it comes through sometimes, you know? All right. Now it's time to wrap up. So if you guys enjoy the show and you want to support it, consider becoming a Patreon. You can do so at patreon.com or just go to gunfunny.com. Click on the support the show link and make a donation. Also, Blown Deadline, he's giving away a $300 gift certificate to a lucky patron each month. I think we're a few months behind on that. We need to get on it. But that doesn't mean that we're not going to pick, you know, a lucky winner for each month. And then also, if you've been a patron for three months, $5 and up, you're going to get a Patreon-only patch that will never be for sale. I need to get on that myself and send those out, as well as the uh, iTunes review uh, prize pack giveaways. So if you guys haven't received it, please just be patient. It's just I've just been busy the last couple of weeks. And then also want to thank the $25 patrons who are Corbin Bonafide, Sake Holsters, Daniel Treadwell, Keith Callamore, Daniel Lee, Nick Theodosian, Tristan Smith, Melissa Writings, and William Nave. And then also, Joe, thank you so much. And Desk Pop, you guys are great. Really love Sense of Humor. Thank you for that. Can you just remind people once again where they can find you on YouTube and Instagram? Yeah, YouTube is just at Deskpop and Instagram is at real.deskpop. So yeah, thank you for having me. This was fun. You're welcome. I appreciate it. All right, guys, I will talk to you next week. Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.